together here today. I, I love, there's six of us here. I'll just let you know that God still moves. God's still in control. And as we're singing them songs, Lord, all I could think of, you know I love my songs, but the song kept going over in me along with these, is all my life you have been faithful. All my life, my God has been good, Charlie. He's been good to me. He's been good to every one of us. Let's like to say I do miss those who are not here this morning. As some of you know, Jack and Kay are in California. John didn't know that. And then Colorado. Colorado, okay, I thought they were in California. I thought they were Jack knew. They're going to California. Maybe I miss her. I miss her, didn't I, Lord? But uh, anyway, they ain't here, and I miss them. I miss Jack, everybody, and Kay. <laughs> <laughs> but as those, Jack, he uh, called me Wednesday, that he had spoken to Laura, and she would take care of things. I said, that's awesome. He said, you're going to do the preaching. I said, what? <laughs> so, if you want to turn your Bibles to uh, Psalms 119, this is, this is what God has given me the last week or so. And uh, he, just, he just blows me away. And, lack of better words, how God always knits together things for his glory. The songs we're singing this morning, this the God of Moses, the God of Jacob. We're going to talk a little about the God of David, okay? Our God. He's our God, ain't he? I'm going to pray right quick if that's all right. Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for your love, your mercy, and your goodness upon us. Your every blessing, every blessing, we're truly grateful, Father. Lord, we just ask that you use us for your glory this morning, Lord, that I would speak only what you would have me to speak, Lord, to say only what you'd have me to say, and that it would all bring you glory and honor and praise, Lord, in all that we do, that it would glorify you, Father. I thank you, Lord, for all your goodness. We give you praise and honor for all of it. In Jesus' name, amen. I better put these on. As we were singing that song, that uh, every knee's going to bow and every tongue's going to confess, ain't it? My buddy Charlie, he might want to tell this story, but I'm going to tell it on him if that's all right, Charlie. Charlie is a collector. He uh, has many things. Me and him share a passion for, I call it junk. Now, a good junk man won't call the stuff junk, does it, Charlie? 
That's, that's merchandise. That's fine item that he has collected, that he's searched for. And there's no telling how many miles you may search for something. Now me, I've kind of narrowed my junk down to just a few things. My wife said there's still too many things, but uh, back to the story, Charlie has come across a sign years ago and he pursued it. And if you're ever going to get anything out of this life, you've got to pursue it, don't you? Charlie found a sign that says, uh, Sooner. Old gas station sign. Sooner. And he was telling me the story that God has placed in his heart. That his vision is to someday have this Sooner sign down there in my hometown of Savannah, up in the air, it says sooner or later, every knee is going to bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? I think it's just awesome. It just, what greater sign could you have that you better know him? You better know who he is. And how good he is. So as we go to Psalm 119 today, I'm going to sit down here a minute. and I'm not going to tell you that I'm no great preacher. I'm just a vessel of God, okay? And I'll do what he'd have me to do today. That's my prayer. Psalm 119, starting in verse 89. And this is David. I just love it. He just he's just pouring his heart out to God. As David did many times. You think I made that closer? Do you do that? I'm fair to <laughs> Thank you, Jim. But I love David's teachings, his his writings. I've told Mike, I've told several of y'all that um uh, one of my favorite is Psalms chapter 40. And he just starts out, he said, said God brought me out of a horrible pit. Hmm? Out of that old miry, nasty clay. And as I read that, I think about those who've gone before us, you know, like John and Paul and all them that was locked up in prison and I read over in Acts where they were locked up in prison and into waste. They didn't clean them prison. They're in shackles and chains in their own waste, in other people's waste. And we think we got it bad? We think we've been done wrong? Nah. <laughs> and what all they went through to serve God. And here I am, I think if I have a bad day and have a flight or something, well, that's just terrible. <laughs> Why didn't the world did this happen? <laughs> and all the time, God's telling us, you know, my, 
my wife's uncle, he was, had a saying that I've, I've picked up and uh, I have to tell myself quite often. He'd tell his wife this pretty often, but uh, I wouldn't suggest that. But he'd tell her, well, you just need to get over your bad self. <laughs> so sometimes we just need to get over our bad self, don't we, children? God's been mighty good to us. But David in Psalm 40, he said he brought me out of that miry clay, out of a horrible pit, and put my feet upon a rock and put in me a new song, a new song. And I'm going to tell you all what my new song was this morning. It's, it's not new to me, but it's new this morning, okay? It's an old song. But we'll get to that in a minute. But David, God himself said he's a man after my own heart. That's what I desire to be today. I think we all should be desiring to be a man or a woman after God's own heart. So we'll start here in 89 and it says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy faithfulness is unto all generations. Thou have established the earth, and it abideth. They continue this day according to thy ordinances, for all are thy servants. Unless thy law had been my delights, I should then have perished in mine affliction. I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. I am thine, save me, for I have sought thy precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I consider thy testimonies. I have been, I have seen an end of all perfection, and thy commandment is exceedingly broad. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Father, that I would get that. If we could just get that in us, to meditate upon our Father all the day. I know we live mighty busy lives. And I know that's a trick of Satan to get us busy. To draw us away from where we ought to be. It happens to me every day. I ain't going to say it no you get tied up, you know, oh, I got to go, I got to go, I got to get there. I got to get this done, I got to get this done so I can go over here and get this done. And then maybe I can get that done. And then we wind up not getting any of it done because we got too busy. We forgot who we ought to be dwelling on, huh? So David says, oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Though through my commandments, thou through thy commandments have made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. Thy what are? What did God tell us? We're made overcomers by what? 
blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Are you sharing your testimony? When you go about your daily life, is your testimony reflecting your life? Or is it reflecting this world? We have to be careful, don't we? We have to be real careful to keep our hearts, our minds, our souls ever interceding with God and what he wants us to be, where he wants us to be, what he wants us to say. Because if I've learned anything, if I've been taught anything, as David, that's what he's saying here, you have taught me this, Father. You're the one that has put this in me. So if we want to get closer to God, if we want to reflect Jesus and who he is, then we got to stay in communion with him, don't we? You know, there's a, there's a song a girl used to sing, a woman that said, uh, I'm seeing my father in me. She said, I guess that's how it's meant to be. And I find them more and more like him each day. And she was talking about her earthly father. But that's the way we should be with our heavenly father, ain't it? With the Lord God Almighty. We better start reflecting him or something wrong. We better get... To reflect in him. And the only way to do that. Is what? Communicate with him. Isn't it? One on one. Verse 99 he says. I have more understanding than all my teachers. For thy testimonies. Are my meditation. In other words. He got that in his mind. Dwelling on that constantly. He's meditating. That is something that is hard for Ronnie to do. I'll, I'll just confess. I had a, <laughs> Mike knows this teacher I'm talking about. I had a history teacher when I was a junior in high school, Charlie, and she told me one time, she said, Ronnie, She said, I know you could do better than this if you would just apply yourself. And I told her, I said, yes, ma'am, I could. But this don't interest me, and I ain't going to apply myself. So we make the choice, don't we? We make the choice how much of God we want. We make a choice of how much we will let him in us. So that we can reflect him. And I'm sitting here talking about a man. Who was just like me. He stumbled. He messed up many times didn't he? We sang that song just a while ago. There's Goliaths. There's giants. You know uh, many many a time growing up. 
I heard how that giant, how David brought that giant down. How God brought that giant down for David. David didn't bring it down. How many giants has he brought down in our lives and then we forget about that and we say, oh, I got this. I can handle this giant. Satan sure likes to trip us up, don't we? Think we're, make us think we're doing something. And all the time, all I'm doing is sinking further in that pit because I forgot to call on the one who takes care of it for me. He says in verse 100, he said, I understand more than the ancients because I have kept thy precepts. David is telling us, keep him. I looked up, I thought, okay. You know, I said, uh, what is precepts? I ain't too smart, Lord. I'll just be the first to tell you that. Didn't take you long to figure that out, did it? But precepts, I had an idea what precepts was. But that dictionary I got, it says it's a commandment. It's a commandment or direction meant as a rule of action or conduct. I mean, it's a law. It's a written order, a precept. God gave them to us, didn't he? called the Ten Commandments. And it breaks my heart that we've got many churches, many, many churches out there, many preachers that say, oh, that, that was a thing of the past. Them laws, we don't have to worry about them no more. God come and he gave us Jesus and, and he loves us and we don't have to worry about that. That's not what this book says. That's not what I read. That's not what God has told me. Yes, he sent a son who died for us. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then as I've told you, I love verse 17 of John 3 and 17. He said, For I came not into this world to condemn this world, but that this world through me might be saved. But what God is saying, and what David is telling us, God gave us these laws for a reason. There's rules. There's laws that you're going to have to abide by or you ain't going to get there. In this world that we're living in, there's rules, there's laws, ain't there? I come down 69 Highway, 70 mile an hour, I might get to jail quicker than I want to go if I don't pay that ticket. There's laws, there's rules everywhere you go. I told my dad one time, I said, well, I'm going to be my own boss because I don't like people bossing me around. My dad more or less, less told me, he said, let me see, let, 
Let me know how that works for you, son. Some of his wisdom, you know. When you're on boss, you ain't no boss because everybody in this world is bossing you, telling you what they want done. <laughs> it's a lot easier to work for a boss. <laughs> but you only have to do what he wants done. A good illustration of that, I worked for Miller Glass down here for almost 20 years, and Jim Miller owned Miller Glass. Bob Miller, his brother, was a boss, which hired me. And then there was a Gail Watkins, who was Jim's son-in-law, married to Jim's oldest daughter. So he had come on board and he was a boss. So I'm in the shop, I, I built metal frames and doors. A buku of them. But anyway, I was in the shop one morning. Well, Bob had done been through the shop and told me what he wanted done that day. And he no more left. And here comes Gail through the shop. And he didn't even ask me what I've done. He just began to tell me, well, i got to have this done, and you get this done. And as soon as you get it done, you let me know. And Ronnie being Ronnie, y'all may not know it, but one time you could set me off pretty quick. And God has done a lot with that. I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means yet, but God has taken a lot of that, and I'm sure thankful for it. But when Gail done that, I just turned to him. I mean, just that quick. I said, well, I said, what you need to do is get up there on that hill in that office, and y'all figure out which one's boss around here, and then I'll do what y'all want me to do. <laughs> I said, Bob done been down here telling me what he wants done. I said, I'm just one man. He stepped back and looked at me like, well, you might not be working here at all. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but by, through God's grace, he told me, he said, so uh, Bob's done been down here? I said, yes, sir. He said, well, you go ahead and do what he wants done first, but you get to this as soon as you can. <laughs> I said, okay. I can do that. <laughs> so what God is teaching us, there is a line of seniority, ain't there? There is a ranking. But we have to put God first in all things, people. Until we do that, our life is just chaos, ain't it? We exist. We roam through life existing. We're not living. David would tell you that. David tried to do things on his own, didn't he? He said, well, I've got this woman. What do I do with her husband now? Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll just put him up there on the front line and have him killed. That ain't the first thing he done. First he brought him back and tried to deceive him 
sleeping with his wife so he could tell him it was his child. And we sure get some wicked ways in us, don't we? And how quick does it flare up if we're not in communion with God? How quick does all this world and the flesh flare up and we get headed back down that wrong road? David says here, you got you to see the picture. David has come a long way from where he was. If you go back and read just start that song. David ain't no different than me or you. Moses was no different than me or you. Ruth was no different than you women. Esther was no different than you. Moses. You know, I had a guy tell me one time when I was telling him about Camp Hope. I, it was a contractor that I had known for years, and I seen him one day, and he asked me, he said, what are you doing, Smith? I said, well, I said, let me tell you what I'm doing. I said, God has given me a place called Camp Hope Kids Ranch. I said, I just shared the whole vision with him about the land out on the lake that God has promised. I said, Someday we will have a camp out there. We'll be raising kids, bringing them in from all over this world and raising them kids up and teaching them of God. And he looked at me and he said, hmm. He said, you must be like Noah. I said, well, I never thought about that. Maybe so. <laughs> but what he was saying to me, well... I don't know if I believe all that or not. I'm telling you people, the world don't have to believe what God has told you. The vision, the dream that God has placed in you, you're the one who has to believe that. You're the one who God has to walk that out in. I love what Jack has taught us. Jack told us many years ago, we sang about the covenant that God makes with us. But Jack said that God has stretched forth his hand. It's right over here in Isaiah. God said, I have stretched forth my hand and I will not withdraw it. He don't. He don't break his covenants. He never did with Moses. He never did with David. He never did with Jacob. He never did with Esther. He never did with Ruth. And all of them, every one of them. If it didn't come through, it was not because God didn't hold up his part, is it? It was because man didn't hold up his part. And if we're ever going to see this world outside these doors changed. We're going to have to hold up our part of it. Whatever God has placed in us, this world has got to see it. And you can read this whole Bible 
I'd encourage you to if you haven't. Read it all. You can search this whole world over. And God has just instilled it in me. He has drove it into me. And I love that he has. All he has taught in every situation, in everything that David went through, in everything that anybody has ever gone through. He said, you loved it. He said, the greatest of these is that you love each other as I have loved you. And I ain't going to tell you that I've got all that yet. I wouldn't lie to you. <laughs> but I'm telling you that it's better than it was yesterday. It's better than it was a year ago, Charlie. It's better than it was 40 years ago. And you know why it is? Because I had somebody to guide me. I had grandmothers. I had grandfathers that walked the walk. I had mom and dad who walked the walk who taught me, hey, you can struggle and strive if you want to, but there's a whole lot better way. I tell people all the time, I was so blessed Mike's my baby brother. Mike come along in 68, 67. There's five of us. There was four boys and one girl in my family. And I stuck right in the middle. And I tell people, I've told myself many, many times, I was so blessed. To see, I had an older brother and an older sister. My sister was in between me and my oldest brother, but I was so blessed to see and watch my older brother and sister. They saved me a lot of weapons. I got plenty of weapons, Charlie. And they ain't like the weapons you see kids get today, because I don't see very many kids get a weapon today. But <laughs> and I sure never got put in time out. If it had been time out, I'd been took out. <laughs> that would have been my old dad's way of time out. It'd take you out. <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm saying, I was so blessed to watch my older brother and sister when they messed up and got punished for something, God give me enough smarts to say, hey, you don't want to go there. <laughs> You're going to pay a price if you do. And ain't that just like our Heavenly Father? He gives us warnings. All through here we have warnings. We have stop signs. We have go signs. We have yield signs. But do we heed to them? 
we're a lot better off when we take notice of them and say, hey, I ain't going there. Or yes, come on, Father, I want more of that. <laughs> David says here in verse 100, he said, I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. Verse 103 says, How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Anybody knows me? Mikey can tell you. I really relate to this voice because I love honey. I eat honey nearly every day, don't I, Charlie? <laughs> God has been awesome. He has placed Charlie in my life, and, and we eat at Maryland most mornings, and uh, they don't even ask. They just bring the honey jar and set it on the table when they bring my breakfast to me because they know I want my honey. But David is saying here, Lord, you are so much sweeter than honey. Your words, your love. And as I think about that, of course, I go back to the song. I can only imagine. We can only imagine how sweet, how awesome our God is. He said, through thy precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. And that's what we got to get to, people. That's what God has placed in my heart today, has told me to tell y'all. You know, I, I just thought as the songs were being sang this morning, Lord didn't know I was going to speak. But how God intertwines things. Hmm? He don't do nothing halfway, people. Me and the wife, we're always quoting this. We always say this to each other. Every time we see how God has done something, we look at each other and we say, Hey, God don't make no junk. Hmm? God don't make no junk. He don't do it halfway. Laura was speaking before service about the professionalism. I can't hardly even say the word. <laughs> I need more of it. <laughs> I'll be the first. About how she misses the professionalism of Colorado compared to here. Well, there just ain't a whole lot to be found here. I would say that in this crowd, I have seen that in John. John is a perfectionist. He does his job to perfection. 
you ask John to help you with something, that's what you're going to get. I worked with a guy years ago, and he had been a finished carpenter. I'm a welder. You wouldn't believe the difference between a finished carpenter and a welder. Yes, we both use hammers. He might be using a 12-ounce hammer. Ronnie, you can ask my brother over there, if I pick up a hammer, I mean to move something. Mine may be a 12-pound sledgehammer. It ain't going to be no 12-ounce. So he came on board with us, working with us in this welding shop, and we'd build these door frames, and I'd get them to a certain point, and I'd tell him, I'd say, Stan, that's good enough. Oh, we got to get it better than that. It, it's got to, you got to get all these lines out of this corner, and you got to buff that a whole lot more. That's, that's got to shine. I said, Stan, you don't understand this is metal. This is not wood. So I'd tell him every day, I'd say, Stan, that's good enough. Well, he wouldn't buy that. So I'd work with him maybe uh, six or seven months, and we had this job going on where we were knocking out concrete walls, Charlie, and uh, putting big opening, bigger openings for handicapped out of Taft prison, Penitentiary, the woman's prison there at Taft. We got out there one morning and I handed Stan that sledgehammer. I said, we got to bring that wall out. Get it where this frame will fit in there, this bigger frame. And I'll never forget him. He'd swung that sledgehammer for about an hour and he stepped back and he looked at me. He said, that's good enough. <laughs> I said, what did you say? Oh, shut up, Smith. <laughs> so, it's a precept of things, ain't it? <laughs> if, you, if you get on the right end of that hammer, it'll be good enough. <laughs> but I just wanted to encourage you this morning to keep digging. Never let go of what God has put in you. To strive to be better every day. Not that we're better than anybody in this world because we're not. But be better at reflecting Christ. Be better at witnessing to whoever God puts in front of you. To encourage them. Hey, good. Our God is good. You know, uh, God says, I change not. I change not. But what God showed me years ago, Charlie, is he don't change. But he sure wants to change us. Constantly. 
every moment of our life. That's how much he loves us. He wants to change us to look more and more and more like him. That ain't nothing but pure love. I told you the song. I love my songs, and as I was studying this and and reading, the song that came to my heart and soul and mind was Hold to God's Unchanging Hand. And I'm going to let John play it. I'm going to get it on my phone. you think you can play that? I'll put it on my phone here, and you just play it through the speaker. Uh, I've got it here. Well, remember, hold the God's unchanging hand. You might hope.
you're going through, no matter where you've been, how dark it may seem, he's got it. That's one thing I know, my God's got us. He ain't letting go, Charlie. He don't let go. As long as we don't let go of him, he's got us, ain't he? So thank you all. I love each and every one of you. I want to tell you how good God has been. I want to testify and tell you how good God has been. Is that all right? I had a cow. Y'all know I, I like my cows. <laughs> God has given them in. But I had a cow. I had a calf about two weeks ago, and she prolapsed. God was so good to me that I had been taught years ago that you can take sugar and pack that in sugar and it'll cause it to draw back in. So I got her in the chute and got me a sack of sugar and packed it and got all that push back in and I talked to a vet about it, and he told me, oh, you need to bring her over here, and I'll have to give her a shot and block it, and put that all back in and sore her up. And I thought, yeah. Well, probably five or six hundred dollars you'll do all that. <laughs> so I just talked to God about it, and he told me, he said, haven't I taught you? Yes, Lord. Well, don't you trust me? 
said, yes, Lord. <laughs> so I got her up and took care of that and got it back in and let her out of the lot. That was two weeks ago. I looked for her every day. Never seen her. She'd been gone. Had several people tell me, well, you can just count her gone. She, she went off somewhere and died. I said, that ain't what God's telling me. I said, she's still here. Even two days ago, I had a guy tell me, he said, well, you know that happened. You got them, that's going to happen. She, she's gone. I pull up to the feed lot yesterday morning, Charlie, to feed. She's right there with the rest of them. Just a shining. She's ready to eat. Not a blemish on her. Now she still, still ain't showing me her calf. <laughs> she still got that calf head out. But, but God is good, people. He does what he says he'll do. If we obey. Trust in nobody. So he is good to answer our prayers. He hears us, don't he? Anybody else got a word? John, can we do our decoration? I love it. That decoration works, I'm telling you people. It works. Jobs and better jobs. Raises and bonuses. God loves to give to his children, don't he? Has it worked in your life, Lord, this decoration? Kim, hmm? do you believe in this decoration, we say? Yes. It works, don't it? Mikey's just telling you, Ruby, my sister-in-law, God worked a miracle there. The whole family. Get it up for you. It's coming. It's slow. It might be getting old or something. But we need to update your computer. That's what you're telling us, John? You need a new computer? computer like this phone when you get a new one you have to download everything off of that one into the new one that's how much I know about it don't ask me to download it my downloading would be putting it down there in that trash can <laughs> said here we go
what we just said. He don't change, does he? Our God never changes. You don't know it, Mikey? Thank you. You're dismissed. Thank you, Father.